This episode of the Smoke Pit brought to you by the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. Tactical fanny pack for your nuts and your butts. Check them out at arborarms.com. Tell them the Smoke Pit sent you. Also check out Combat Comeover at combatcomeover.com. Find palmades and beard oils for your hair and your face. And use that promo code SMOKEPIT. Save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Hey. Hey, Mike. Hi. <laughs> so I was thinking. Yeah. I think it would be pretty dope if you could hook up like a, a Mark 19 or whatever, like the high speed special forces equivalent mm-hmm. is to um, hook it up to an Alexa. Okay. How would that work? You could be like, Alexa, write 50 mils, fire <laughs> at the sustained rate. So what would be the practicality of it, though? Uh, basically, you could be like lazy. <laughs> I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm all about it. Like, imagine that. Like, you're like a vehicle commander, and uh, you know some fucking shitheads show up, and they start shooting their AKs at your six hundred thousand uh, dollar armored plated vehicle. Right, right. And you're like Alexa. And now, granted, I know if right fifty mils is is a big deviation, but say you're you're pointing the wrong way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexa, right fifty mils, fire sustained rate, and mm-hmm. it's just like Roger. And you're like, Alexa, stop firing. And it's just like, TNT. You're like, no, Alexa, cancel, cancel. I didn't say play TNT. Alexa's like, shut up, boot. (laughs) Alexa, commit war crimes. That's right, yeah. I'm all about it. What what weapon system would you hook up to an Alexa? To an Alexa to to do my work for me? Yeah. Well, I was always just the... um, since <laughs> uh, Lucy's in her crate, uh, studio audience. Yeah, that's right. In. Yeah, God, everyone's a critic. Yep. Um, no, nah, I was just being the force pro. Part of my job, it was always a uh, M4 of some variation, and then a sidearm of some variation. So I guess those are the only two weapons I really used in uh, critical situations. So Alexa, do my work. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was like you had like a drone that had enough liftoff to like pick you up, and you could be like Alexa. Take me over there. <laughs> and like the drone would just fly you there like, like a puppet. Yeah, like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's like a little balloon. That'd be dope. Yeah, it'd be like, Alexa, counsel this grieving Marine. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like, Roger, yeah. did you know that suicide resources are more available if you subscribe to our platinum? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, Alexa, paywall. Exactly. He did re enlist, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think that'd be pretty cool, particularly. Yeah. I'm all about it. Alexa, take me to formation. <laughs> Alexa, sign the check-in sheet for me. <laughs> Alexa, take this girl away from my barracks room. <laughs> Alexa, return the girl to my barracks room. Wait, Alexa, go to the PX and buy Plan B first. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sell Plan B at the PX? I would hope so. I don't know. Like, that's a good question. I don't think so. Wow. Uh, executive producer, could you could you look into that, please? <laughs> uh, you guys are so cute. Uh, you're pretty adorable over there belching yourself. I try. I threw up on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Is that a lack of alcohol I detect on that belch? Yes, sir. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, I'm at 29 days, not a drop of alcohol yeah. or a pinch of tobacco. And tomorrow will be 30 days. Daniel. And as a result, I have to get a high and tight. That's right. Unless I relapse right now, <laughs> you are getting a high and tight, good sir. Most painful memory. Go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> chug, 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 chug. <laughs> well, while you're in the PX getting a high and tight, you can buy a plan B. Yeah. Our executive producer, Samantha Harville, just confirmed it. <laughs> Full name and everything. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently you can get a plan B at the PX. This is big news. Yeah, um, I'm not, be, not sure if I'll be able to buy my dignity back at the PX after I leave with this high and tight. You and I both know they don't sell dignity there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's uh, it, it was a bit uh, startling because usually when you belch into the mic, I, I get a waft of Jameson or Bush Light or whatever your favorite alcohol that week is. Yeah, tonight you're getting a waft of uh, grilled chicken and squash because I'm also <laughs> eating healthier. And seltzer water. And seltzer water, yeah, yeah. Uh, f- about a week ago, I sent uh, Mike a picture of uh, Bush Light Apple Cider. Ugh. And I was like, I'm going to bring this to you next time I come down as my habit to bring you terrible alcohol to shame your uh, your habit. <laughs> as you were one to do. 
And you're like, I think I may stay sober forever if that's the case. Absolutely, yeah. I don't <laughs> think I'll ever drink again if that's my first drink back. So how much uh, would it, what what acts of Congress and of humanity would it take for you to drink a Bush Light uh, apple cider? Oh, I, it would have to be a dying wish of somebody. <laughs> it's like a make-a-wish thing. Like some kid just comes into my apartment in his wheelchair with his bald head. Like, please, sir, drink this or I won't live. <laughs> that would, that's pretty much it. What if there was like a peace in the Middle East? No. <laughs> oh, God, no. All right. What if you, by drinking one, could perpetuate the violence in the Middle East and continue deploying forever? <laughs> See, also, no. <laughs> Nothing will get me to drink this. What so. will make you happy then, Michael? I don't. That's what I'm looking for, bro. That's what we're all searching. Indiana Pacers and the championship. This year, like the coronavirus year, I don't... Uh. Any year. And granted, obviously, the Pacers, they won't win. That's why I said just in just the championship. in the championship. Yeah. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get to slam dunk the final three-pointer <laughs> in the championship. You sound so old right now. Uh, no, I just believe in your hops, man. You <laughs> leap from the three-pointer, shattering all records. I do have wicked hops. That's and they're true. like, he's white. Is he going to pass it off for an assist? No, he slam dunks it. And then gets an assist at the same time. <laughs> off the backboard, is that an assist to yourself? No, it's not. Really? Yeah, it's not. I am surprised that you had such an answer available. I am a basketball guru. <laughs> Has this discussion been had before? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So if you had Charles Barkley and Stephen A. Smith and uh, arguing this uh, this point, <laughs> yeah. one says that it should be, one says that it shouldn't be. Who do you think would be on what side? Uh, well, it's I don't know. Well, they pretty much pay them to say their sides of it, so it's not like they'd really take like a strong side i don't know i'd probably say charles barkley would say it is an assist because i'm sure he's missed a lot of shots got his own <laughs> rebound and put it back in so we got rebound assist and a point so yeah triple double man yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a stat patter always has been yeah and you think Stephen a smith would just be like no that's not an assist yeah exactly he'd just be his hairline would be receding as he screams about just it at the cyclic rate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could watch his hairline going back yeah just, that is preposterous yeah and then his yeah. hair he's just bald <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking about having to make huge life changes because of stress <laughs> that lead to male pattern baldness. What a transition. I know. It's like a, like a John Stockton behind the back between the legs assist. <laughs> Are you just trying to make this the most Mike episode ever by referencing basketball and laziness? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, after uh, much, much deliberation, many, uh, many tears, I actually did cry when I thought about it. Um I've decided it's time to kind of uh, step away from the podcast. Yeah, we're um, 79 episodes now into it. Mm -hmm. We uh, started this a while back. We've uh, on our third season. And yep. uh, when I when I first got the the message from you that you were like, hey, this is, you know, wh what I decided. I, yeah, I, I know you had mentioned it in the past. Mm -hmm. There were some things that were going on. You're still active duty. Mm -hmm. uh, it, this has always kind of been something that we had the idea that had an expiration date to it. Right. Unless we just blew up and made it, uh, you know, like super famous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so we, close. So yeah, close. so close. Like we'd only sold one more T-shirt. That's right. You know, yeah, Mike yeah. would have stayed on the show, so yeah. I blame you guys. Hey, all of you. <laughs> you know, like legitimately, just all the people who have bought a T-shirt are probably the only people who lived. And they're like, hey. yeah, exactly. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All twelve of you out there. That's right. Yeah. Thank you all. Um, actually, um, just to throw it out there a little bit, uh, we have uh, close to seven hundred thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, a little over that, uh, if, if you include some of the uh, the third party things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if you really break that down, that's close to about ten thousand downloads per episode. Yeah. And so we uh, we we appreciate all the the smokers and jokers out there mm -hmm. that have uh, tuned in and made this special. And so uh, to to kick it back to you, like um, you know, how did you really arrive at this decision? What do you feel this will mean for your life? And uh, what's next for Mike? Oh wow, <laughs> such a professional interview right now. Um, no, I don't know. I, like you said, we've talked about it for a while now. Um, I am moving, uh, from the great state of Virginia to Texas, uh, here in like the next four months or so. So we'd always kind of plan to either, you know, have me call in or like still be a part of it or do segments or whatever. But I don't know. I think I'm at a point in my life where this is, uh, just, it's, it's time to just move on, you know? Um, I remember the day I, I DM'd, uh, my favorite military meme page, Pop Smoke Media, before you change it to your picture and uh, I knew what you looked like I uh, I was like hey can I come to this event you're hosting and I was actually looking through like old stuff and just kind of getting ready for this but uh I don't know uh it's it's been just an incredibly fun experience I mean you used to say it all the time like we're not doing anything special we're just having fun with our friends which has always been the goal so 
um, I don't know. It's it, it's 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 time to move on. Uh, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not something I'm doing lightly, but it's something that needs to happen in the natural matur uh, maturization of your life, and uh, just I don't know. It's it's kind of tough to I don't want to be all sentimental and break down about it because I honestly thought I'd be stronger <laughs> talking about it, but I'm not. So uh, yeah, I just I remember I you know when we started the show back in your old apartment, um, I. I'd have like butterflies in my stomach driving the 20 minutes down the highway and just whatever we're going to talk about or whatever guest's going to be there when I walk in and Steadmoon would be there all confused and covered in wing sauce and it was just, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun and then it's transitioned to this whole thing where it's not only Virginia Beach people know it but like it's globally recognized and uh, yeah, it's it's just been a ton of fun, man and uh, I'm, I'm grateful that uh, you and Steadman and AJ and everybody involved in this has just been so grateful and supportive and just uh, a huge part of my life. It's something I'm going to think about all the time and uh, as far as what's next for me, I don't know. A lot of people have been asking. I do want to say I made an announcement on Instagram about it and uh, I'm not even kidding when I say hundreds and hundreds of uh, emails and even some phone calls and texts and just like hey, I hope you're okay, like, you gotta do what you gotta do, but just people thanking me and you and everybody, just part of the show, it's been part of their life as well, so I really appreciate everybody reaching out, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna make content, I, I'm, I'm just, just gonna lay, lay back and kind of be a fan of other people's stuff for a while, and, uh, if I do, I'm sure I'll come crawling back and begging you to help me out, but, uh, in the meantime, man, it's just, it's, this has been something that's been so incredible, and it's reached heights, I never thought it would, uh, We've got to meet cool people and travel cool places and do cool things, and that's all you ever want to do. So I just want to say thank you, and uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I I definitely remember starting that up too. It, it's uh, one one of the best things about Mike was that um, uh, he he would always show up, and it was nice to have somebody who was reliable in the fact that week after week, you know, he would show up, he would produce content, he would help us publicize it. Um, you know, go to the events and uh, meet the people and stuff. And it, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was great having somebody who um, wanted to be part of the mission. Mm. And ultimately the mission was to entertain and educate. And if you, if you look back through, you know, some of the, the couple hundred reviews that we've, we've had on, you know, Apple podcasts and, you know, the, the tens of thousands of, uh, of comments we've, we've gotten on the post over the years. Um, yeah, it's a, it's uh, it's been a truly humbling experience to be able to um, in, ed, uh, entertain our community, which uh, I know by virtue of that, a lot of them are meat eaters and very opinionated and stuff. And so if you suck, they're going to tell you you suck. And yeah, for sure. Plenty of people have told us we suck. That's true. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, a lot more people told us that they liked what we were doing. Yeah. And we were able to uh, save a few lives. Yeah. Where the, the content that you and I were putting out there convinced people to seek therapy, to put the gun down. Which is hilarious because you and I both had our own struggles where, you know, uh, pill bottle or hot sauce bottle trembling in the hand. <laughs> and you know, we, we were about to end it it's all. It's true, man. Yeah. Um, but the the idea that, you know, we could uh, help other people out there is, you know, something I'll always be thankful for. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep putting shows out there for at least the media time being. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing can last forever unless you're Howard Stern. <laughs> That's right. God, <laughs> he will never die. Yeah. <laughs> so that way I have to live forever now, too, so. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't quit until you're uh, at least a, a co-host on Howard Stern. Oh my god, that'd be so dope, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I definitely appreciate the 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 journey that uh, we've taken, and and again, you know, you're um you're you're only just a Zoom call away, so if you ever want to call into the show, yeah, update the fans. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you're going to keep your social media up or if you're going to yeah. transition it more to something. Uh, a bit more uh, personal for close friends and family. But yeah, yeah, I don't know yet. I, I don't know. I'll, I think, I, like I said, I'll just be a casual Instagram haver. You know what I mean? I'll post about my food and my dog and whatever normal people post about. So uh, I don't think the social media is going anywhere. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be nice to kind of sit back and then just kind of watch other people create, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is taxing having to come up with new stuff um, consistently, particularly when people kind of rely on you for that afternoon yuck. Yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, am I going to go home to my family or am I going to drive this uh, truck off the bridge? Yeah, you know, yeah, let's see what Mike posted today. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lucy, adorable, uh, worth yeah, living. Exactly, right off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, ultimately, uh, as, uh, aside from social media, w what is next for you in your life? Like, give us a 
give us a, a nice bow tie on the ending <laughs> so that way the listeners aren't just uh, oh yeah. shit he just yeeted himself yeah. out the window <laughs> no mike come back <laughs> it's second store i'll be fine now i'm gonna make this move to houston man and uh become a recruiter and recruit the next uh, generation of seal swick and eod to our world's greatest navy so it should be fun just watch the uh, teenagers swim all day <laughs> that's pretty much my whole job so yeah, and uh, I, I don't think that it would be very beneficial for, you know, the parents of the 16, 17-year-olds uh, that you're trying to recruit, right? you know, just to hear us uh, slandering each other weekly on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, well, if anything, they should look forward to that because that's what their son's going to become. So Yeah, or their daughter. Well, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah. We are uh, definitely becoming more progressive now, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before we have our first uh, female Navy SEAL. You think so? I, I mean, we, we did Green Beret, we did Ranger, we did Marine Corps Infantry Officer, which mm-hmm. arguably is one of the hardest courses sure. in the military. Yeah. Like, best shape of my life when I was an instructor in that course. Like, yeah, my yeah. knees just died. <laughs> like, it was an arrow, and like an arrow through both knees every day. <laughs> like, just wake up and just arrow. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was it was a complete break-off course. And, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we've done pretty much all the other ones, so mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember there was an article that came out that said, like, first female navy seal in the pipeline i was like oh shit and then you read the article it's like she passed like the pre-screener <laughs> it's like all right well <laughs> she signed up to enlist exactly she yeah. takes her asvap exactly next week <laughs> one day though one day no yeah. i think it'll happen too i do yeah one of these days and i i think that uh that, that'll also be uh funny considering like you're gonna have all these wide-eyed bushy-tailed extremely fit teenagers yeah yeah and uh, i think it's good that you're sober because you probably shouldn't be like the hungover <laughs> five o'clock shadow navy man yeah i don't want to be the cliche that i've that i've become so uh it's yeah I, yeah i don't know how long the sobriety is gonna last but i do feel good i can honestly say that this is uh i i did the math and this is the most i've never not drinking since i was 13 oh wow so, yeah uh legitimately even on deployments and trips and pushes and all these other things i've done i've been able to find alcohol of some source so um yeah you're gonna tell me you didn't drink in afghanistan don't fucking lie no integrity i <laughs> i did not drink any of my deployments you fucking pogue anyway uh, so no i just it's not like i get hammered or anything but it's like there's always alcohol anywhere in the world you go so it's readily available dude i i think i remember one time uh somebody had some uh vodka with food coloring sent out in a listerine bottle yeah yeah bro and that fucking made me furious like yeah. we just i found out about it and i was livid like we just had a guy die on post yeah um and it was just like the the idea of being drunk in a combat zone yeah uh particularly because like a lot of infantry guys um particularly my unit because apparently the Corps fucking hates me <laughs> uh we'd be in platoon size or smaller encampments you know yeah, yeah. and so you either have a, a squad out on a patrol or an overnight mission or whatever the case is or you know they're out on whatever and so usually like you're like 20 guys max like i've been at places where it's been like four of us you yeah, know yeah. and so like the idea of like one of us being drunk when we get hit like that that shit fucking like scared the fuck out of me and that's fair but i okay let me clarify i never had alcohol sent to me <laughs> <laughs> i just like anytime we'd work in uh with the jordanians and stuff they made their own whiskey yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that is what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm, I'm not yeah exactly i'm not a full-blown alcoholic i don't think <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since I was thirteen, man. Uh, this yeah, is they're like, Mike, give me a, give me a, give me a magazine. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, I don't have any. But like, I can clearly see your magazine pouch is full, and you're like full of whiskey. <laughs> That's right. Like, Mike, did you not bring any ammunition? <laughs> it's like, I'm, well, I'm plenty loaded. <laughs> yeah, they take out the magazine from your rifle, rifle, and it's just filled with like little fucking vials of whiskey, like thirty of them, shaped like bullets. Uh, that'd be cool. No, but I, I did have a lot of Iraqis and Afghans. Uh, they, they would have like hashish. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever, and so like this dude would be just be like blaze out of his mind, and I'm just like, are are you going on post like that? And you're like <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> and like <laughs> eyes glazed yeah, yeah. the fuck shut, just bright red, and he's like going up to post with like holding his AK by the barrel, jagging yeah, yeah. behind oh, him. God, yeah, and I'm like, this is the guy who's guarding us while we're sleeping. Yeah, no fear in that guy. <laughs> like none whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, so I. <laughs> It, it blows my mind hearing some other people's stories, the shit they got away with. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I will say that I, as far as, like, besides the actual trigger pulling and, like, door kicking, we didn't have any fun on deployment. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the best thing we could possibly do was, like, spades. <laughs> well, yeah. 
or like play like risk or like uh volleyball or something you know those all sound great i don't know what you're complaining about <laughs> no like other people like yeah we went to this brothel oh, and we got yeah, hammered yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. then we fought the canadians and, <laughs> yeah, and lost <laughs> yeah no it I, wasn't actually canadians they were just so drunk that they were just like fighting mraps <laughs> just thought they were canadians yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. so uh since 13 <laughs> since 13 yeah if you have a uh, specific memory of uh, a time like that on deployment, now might be the time to share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah. Because I, I again, I did the math, and I'd, I'd always have white whiskey from the Jordanians from Afghanistan, and then other deployments like a Mew. So anytime we'd make port, like you could drink, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and then a couple other trips, like, God, Lucy, shut the fuck up. Uh, any other trips I do or like just in different places. So, I mean, there's booze everywhere. So it's like, again, I don't have to be hammered, but I can always take the edge off. And do they sell alcohol on, uh, on Muse on ship? They do. It's the same, um, it's the same thing that the sailors who are attached to ship. So it's like, you can have like your, uh, steel beach picnics. So it's like every, I think 60, 30 or 60 days, a sailor needs to correct me that you're underway with no port visits you get yeah. two beers so it's like two beer day or whatever okay so we did those a few times on the mew i was on and so a steel beach picnic is that basically where they just try to find uh, an area with the least amount of sharks and you can swim uh yeah i mean sometimes uh you can ocean swim depending where you're at in the world but mostly it's just like they uh clear off like the runway where the fucking planes and stuff take off and you just like play volleyball and shit <laughs> very top gun <laughs> and, and very top gun and drink two very lukewarm beers on the side of the ship god I, I hate how they always used to try to like load that over your head like yeah, yeah. You know, if one more person fucks up you're not getting your two beers yep. and i'm like go oh, fuck yourself yeah man. Like, oh you're the 30 cent beer you bought us thank you yeah the the warm fucking you know bush light <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the bush ice yeah <laughs> And so I, I remember one time this kid uh, was laying in his silkies on an isomat mm-hmm. in between uh, two of like the little Hesco um, hutches that we had set up in our patrol base. Yeah. And so he was just out there just trying to get a little bit of sun and the staff sergeant came out and fucking lost his shit and the whole platoon was filling sandbags. Yeah. And I was like, because he was out here like just laying in the sun on his isomat, like in his silkies, like really? That's the war crime we committed? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't go to Leavenworth. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like I, I've talked to some dudes in like the army and shit and they're like setting up fucking like full rave clubs and shit on Al-Assad yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like hanging up chem lights yeah. and stealing alcohol. And catching passes from Peyton Manning. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, where the fuck do you come from? Inviting, like, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yeah. To, like, I never party. saw... You know what's funny about that? That's what's such that? an old cliche of the cheerleaders from a professional football team coming to a war zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if this was, like, the 70s, I get it. But I never understood that. Like, anytime Leatherneck had something like that, it's always like, come meet the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders. It's like, we're all older than them. <laughs> like, they're not, they're just like, they look like normal people. I don't understand the appeal here. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, a lot of the cheerleaders, like, if they weren't, like, in a position of prestige where they're wearing, like, fitted outfits. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. They're all very athletic. Sure. And so, like, there's a level of attractiveness there. But it's kind of like... Uh, I remember when I th- got to high school, I thought all the uh, cheerleaders were going to be like in the movies where they're all just like gorgeous yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you get there and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like the average girls. Yeah, this is Tammy who can do the splits real well. <laughs> yeah, like all the hot girls were too busy getting pounded by the fucking football team. So they couldn't do backflips <laughs> the next couldn't. day. They couldn't even walk. <laughs> so it's like just kind of like the, the average girls, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like when they get over there, they're all in like track suits and stuff. Exactly. Like way too much makeup. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it seems out of place and it's weird. Yeah, just from the picture. That and again because like they didn't send the WWE wrestlers out to places they sent guys like me. That's true. That's true. Big show. Big so show didn't jealous. visit. Yeah. Big show didn't visit your cop. <laughs> no, not at all. And I was always so jealous of that. You know, like we get some army fucking convoy pulling through, and they're like, "Yeah, man. Like, I yeah, I got to meet fucking uh, Stone Cold or Triple H. Or <laughs> Triple whatever. H pedigreed me in the sand. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like right onto an Otis Spunk by Muffin because <laughs> we have so many of them. We just get pedigreed onto them. <laughs> And I'm just I'm like, I, I, I hate you so yeah, much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got yelled at yesterday because somebody was trying to suntan. <laughs> Triple H pedigreeing an American soldier onto Otis Spunkmeyer muffins in the Middle East is the most American thing I've ever heard. Why the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders? <laughs> yeah, just do backflips. In the background. <laughs> and they have a Guitar Hero tournament afterwards. Exactly, yeah. And they're all winners. <laughs> Everybody wins. That's right. Here's a bonus. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, guys that can't even re-enlist in country because the convoy with the career planner got blown up. Yeah, exactly. And so now they can't get their tax-free re-enlistment and they have to wait till they get back to the States. <laughs> Boo. Boo. What am I fighting for? <laughs> I I do remember that we would pull money together, like whatever schmeckles we had. Mm-hmm. Do you still have those schmeckles, by the way? Yeah, they're, they're here somewhere. Yeah, because I was telling Sam about that. That's One of our the followers actually sent us a bag of schmeckles. Yeah, they did. That he, that he got on Etsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so whatever schmeckles we had on us, and we'd pay like you know, a couple rippets, and maybe yeah. like an MRE, and some local uh, electrician would come in and like splice into the power grid, and we'd have like a little mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like a little mini air conditioning that everybody would like huddle around after patrol. Yeah, yeah. That's Which where the debrief spot was. <laughs> And like just like the the smallest level of creature comfort. We don't have indoor plumbing. You yeah, know, right. We can't take showers. Mm-hmm. We have to poop in bags and mm-hmm. pee in PVC pipe tubes. But <laughs> you know the, the little mini fridge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is the 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 corporal the guard's responsibility to put like bottles of water in there. Yeah. So when you get back, you can all share like one liter bottle of this Haji water <laughs> with the bleach label from the sun Ugh. giving us BCA cancer. Like I hate it. <laughs> meanwhile, on Leatherneck, <laughs> they got a motherfucking Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh if you wanted to uh to send a message out there to all the uh the the faithful sensiers, I'm not sure what you've named your sensiers. Uh no. Um I don't know. Is this like closing thoughts? Where are we at in time? I I haven't been paying attention, I'm oh, gonna be honest. Good, 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 good. Let's see. I did the click noise that you hate. Um not so much that I hate it, it's just having to go back and edit it. <laughs> you love it. Advice for this Cincy ites? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, honestly, man, I would tell you because a lot of you, uh, a lot of you are younger. Um, so I will speak to the masses through a younger person's kind of lens, I guess. Uh, I've I've lived a very um, unique life, uh, to put it the best. Um, I put out a tweet today that's like, I've survived so much. You can't force me to get a, a bed frame. <laughs> Convince me. You can't. Um, I uh, I don't know, man. I would honestly say keep your circle small, legitimately. I know this sounds like a rapper winning an award, but um, it's I, I mean that. Uh, always trust your gut. Um, do what makes you happy and literally fuck everything else. Uh, I know uh, people who've listened for a while think I'm going to mean literally, but... Uh, that's not a literal um just fucking do you man do what makes you happy fucking have some laughs have some drinks and fucking go to bed at a reasonable time (laughs) like just just do you man um a lot of you talk to me offline off the show and um i try to give some profound advice every time i talk to somebody new but it's it's it always wraps up being the same thing just make your make yourself happy because no one else is going to do it for you have each other's backs and fucking just live your life <laughs> legitimately. Yeah, that's all good advice. Uh, yeah. Good advice. Uh, what would you say in the the last uh, two years or so that we've been doing the podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say that you're uh, you're the most proud of? Um, I, I mean, the obvious answer is just to all the listeners, like. Uh, not not from a number standpoint, but from the point that like I we've everybody involved has have watched you guys grow with us. Um, not only in like the, to listen to the show and watch it and stuff, but like you'll get you know updates about a a kid who's like, oh yeah, I, I love listening to you guys. I'm going to boot camp. They'll get out of boot camp. They'll do whatever they're doing, and then um, it's like, oh yeah, I got a girlfriend. It's like you get you gotta watch these people, you know, grow up with you and and do yeah. all, have all these experiences and not only have them, but feel connected enough to share them with you. And that I mean that just that just goes to show this is a tight knit community and we should always share our accomplishments with one another. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's uh, definitely very humbling when somebody's like, yeah, listen to your show, and as a result, my girlfriend's three weeks pregnant, and right. I'm like, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You missed the message. You missed the message. <laughs> All right. So if you um if you could go back and do something differently, though, now that we've talked about what, you, what you're proud of, uh, if you mm. could go back and do something differently, uh, what would you do? I would start doing this sooner, man. Um, I know we met and we jumped in this pretty quickly, but I would... Uh, just knowing what I know now, just the, I mean, both of us, I feel like uh, we produce a better quality show quicker. Um, I just, I don't really have any regrets from this show. Um, 
I mean, I'm a 30-year-old man who's known as the Cream Pie King, so that can go away as soon as possible. But as far as, like, doing the show, man, no, this has legit been a blast. Like, the only thing I would do differently is just fucking do it sooner, man. Yeah, I, I think that there's a few times where, um, you know, this isn't exclusively to either of us, but mm-hmm. uh, we, we've both put effort into ventures that we probably could have not. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And uh, it, it the, the hindsight of it is that you don't know somebody's a villain until they present themselves as a villain. That's true. You know, you don't know the jaguars in the bush until, you know, you got some fangs in your throat. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I yeah, I think that, like, looking back at it, maybe we could have um, you know, put some more resources or some more effort into one direction or another. But you're absolutely right. Like, ultimately, like, it was a great thing. We had a lot of fun, not not a lot of regrets. But uh, what what I will ask uh, to, to expand on that is if mm-hmm. uh, you're not obligated to do any of this, obviously, but if you had to guess what you think your next uh, project might be or your next venture or your next... Uh, foyer into the public spotlight you know you've had articles done about you i've written a couple of them that's right you <laughs> you've had uh, agencies way bigger than i could possibly hope uh mm-hmm. to be any day like uh, write articles about you too <laughs> yeah uh you you know you've been on uh, you've been reposted you've been shared you've been quoted mm-hmm. all these things so like what what would you say that if you had to guess what you might like want to do what you might think you might end up what do you think your next venture into the public eye may be? And, and again, uh, nobody's allowed to hold this against you if That's it's right, not yeah. this. I'm a chronic liar, so it doesn't matter anyway. Um, honestly, man, I've thought a lot uh, more about getting back into creative writing and doing stand-up again. That's something I haven't done in like 10 fucking years. And granted, I only did uh, three shows total, um, but it was something that was like nerve-wracking and new and like exciting and I genuinely love doing. So I Yeah, think but if a girl's like, oh, I've o- I only did like three gangbangs, <laughs> like you can't, like, no, like that's that's a thing, that's a title you have now. It's like, a, lot, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of gangbangs. But um, yeah, no, honestly, man, I think grassroots just fucking freelance open comedy writing and then eventually into open mics if the public ever opens up to us again. Um, maybe do more stand-up. I think, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know what the quarantine version of stand-up is? What's that? TikTok. Yeah. Oh, my God. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> you excited about the president uh, saying he wants to ban TikTok? Again, I'm going to say it for a final time now. Uh, I don't have anything against TikTok. I, there's a million, like, what is it, 800 million users I, I read the other day? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and there's so many creative people on there with funny and informative and creative things. Great. But... The military using TikTok, I cannot wait for it to go away. <laughs> yeah, you really didn't think that we were going to have one last episode with Mike Sensi and I wasn't going to put you on the spot about oh, news about TikTok, my did you? God, fucking, if you're making TikToks in uniform, okay, okay, I need to clarify again. If, you, if you're in the military and you make TikToks, nothing wrong with that. If you're in the military and you're in uniform making TikToks, it better be like something that's not trying to prove that you're cool. If you're in the military... Use, making TikToks in uniform and using uniform for clout, then you can go fuck yourself because that's the shit I can't stand. Quit using a uniform for clout. It's not an identity. It's a job. Do your fucking job, which doesn't involve TikTok. That's it. <laughs> I always thought it was super funny, how, like whenever Mike would say that, and I, I could just always feel like my own eyes on myself, like, <laughs> yeah, damn, being a veteran's not an identity. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but so the, the funny thing about that is, is like you can play uh, professional football and then say you have a decent career, like you didn't have to be the Super Bowl winning MVP. Maybe you just were a standout at one point, mm-hmm. and then you retire and you start commentary. Like, sure. That's kind of felt like what I've done where, you know, I now that I am not kicking down doors anymore, but, yeah. you know, I had a decade plus long career. Yeah. And so now I do commentary on it and uh, being able to put your opinion out there as far as like the way the future of the industry or the society that you are a part of should go. Yeah. And so I, I, I really hope that any of you young ones out there listening to this will really take Mike's uh, advice <laughs> to heart and not do TikToks for clout. That's right. The John Madden of the infantry <laughs> folklore has spoken. <laughs> no, like the the uh, like 
the the idea like if you're doing it to be funny and you have like legitimate vine quality yeah, humor, yeah. I'm all about that. All about it. Mm-hmm. But if you're just standing there in uniform, like saying you know every time you hear it, you hear the screams of the people who have died. That was one of the worst ones God, I've ever seen. So fucking now, bad. Like it made like my stomach hurt. Like that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And it was just like an E two who's still in fucking uh, like A school. I a think. school. Yeah, yeah. Navy kid out in San Antonio. God. Whatever school is out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just like the idea that this kid really thought that, you know, trying to use like your and I's dead friends yeah. for his E2 clout. Yeah. Like, bro, I was just, like, I sent that to you and I was like, yo, come get your people. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I like, I didn't even have like a, usually on those pages, I'll have something clever ish to say. I had, yeah. I had nothing, man. I was like, RP one, come get your boot. <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> I was shook. I didn't like it at all. Speaking of dead friends, uh, my, <laughs> I had one of my buddies die uh, this past Friday, so a few days ago. Um, his name was HM1 Goodman. Uh, he was in IDC with 1-3 for a while, and obviously he's had a career beyond that battalion, but uh, just a really, really solid dude. Passed away in a motorcycle accident. Um, uh, it really shook uh, my old battalion, but I did think of a really funny story that I want to share with you. Yeah, ab- let's hear it. About him. Um, he, uh, this was, I think, 20 like 2015 I believe some around that time uh we were at ITX it's like my 40th time going there so it was great um just wrapped up range 400 uh we were in that wind down week uh pretty much just waiting to go home and uh they had the warrior night and if you know anything about warrior night it's the quote-unquote two beer kind of thing but nobody I <laughs> ever so anyway everybody got wasted and um the head shed uh, from the BAS, uh, our chief, our battalion surgeon, our LPO, and our IDC, H1 Goodman, uh, came into where in my hooch where I was sleeping. And in the dead of night, I had headphones in. I was I remember I was, I fell asleep listening to Green Day's album American Idiot for some reason. I just remember doing that, and uh, I was awoken by a flashlight in my face and them slapping me dead in the face. And I thought it was the funniest thing because they were all wasted. <laughs> I was so upset and angry and just scared. <laughs> like I was like, what is happening? And then um, they all like giggle and run out and they're like, we got the RP. And like, we're all very proud of you. <laughs> and so uh, now I can't go back to sleep. I'm just sweating in my silkies because even at night in Camp Wilson, it's like 112 degrees. So Yeah. And if you fall asleep, you might get smacked in the face again. <laughs> exactly. So and next time it may not be a hand. <laughs> so I'm up. <laughs> And, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of walking around the hooch and, uh, my buddy Devin, uh, another corpsman and Blackwell, another corpsman, uh, are, so three corpsmen are awake and, uh, we're just kind of walking around and it's only us and our silkies and our Crocs. That's all we have on. Cause obviously we've been working out, we're at fucking 29 on palms, nothing else to do. So we're all looking great, glistening under the moonlight. And, uh, <laughs> here comes the dog again. And, um, so we... Yeah, we're kind of walking around, and then uh, out of the shadows kind of stumbles HM1 Goodman, uh, just drunk as a skunk, but like, hey, what's going on, you idiots, you know, just being a good friend. And so we're like, god damn, HM1, you are still drinking? He's like, ah, no, I'm good. And then he, like, just falls over in the sand. And so we're like, okay, well, that's that's where he's sleeping tonight. <laughs> and so he falls over in the sand, and then from, the, from his side pulls out uh, his uh, penis and starts peeing. And we're like, oh, God, he's really drunk. <laughs> and so we're like, well, not everybody's asleep, so we should probably get him up. And so the three of us hustle over there in our silkies, um, and we pick him up. We're like, hey, Jim, uh, you're really drunk. We need to get you to your rack, man. He's just like, now get off me. You guys are stupid. We hate you. <laughs> and so we're like, great, he's combative. It's perfect. <laughs> and uh, Drunk so, and combative. Yeah, it's the best. And so he, he's he's peeing in the desert and uh, we're all laughing about it because again he's a genuinely solid dudes and we all like he's the kind of guy you see peeing in the sand and you go to help him there's yeah. not a lot of guys like that you know and uh so we're like so we find the little shower area and we, we drag him into the head we're like all right we're gonna sober up just throw you in the shower you're already covered in pee so it doesn't matter he's he just has like basketball shorts and a fucking green tee so uh we throw him in the shower and he's like, get off me. And so the water hits him. Now he's super combative. He's like the Hulk. He's like the Hulk IDC. He's pissed. He's drunk. He's wet. And so it's literally three dudes in only silkies and Crocs holding down this wet HM1 who's thrashing. He's like, get off me. Get off me. And then the battalion XO walks in. Oh, shit. And he's exactly what you'd think from an infantry XO. He's big. And he's a big black dude who just has no time for nothing. <laughs> and so he walks in, sees the borderline gay orgy in the shower going on. And he looks at us. And he looks at HM1, and he goes, fucking Navy. And then, <laughs> and then he goes and takes a piss. <laughs> and, and that was it. We got HM1 to his rack. But, uh, yeah, it's just, 
I've been seeing all these pictures of them and all these different memories and stuff. It's just like uh, the military is such a tight knit community. Every time you'd hear uh, somebody that you serve with passed on, you're always like combat or suicide, which is it? But now it's getting to the point, man. I've been in so long motorcycle accident. This dude had kids, had a wife. I mean, he was about to PCS and go to another command. Like that's just, it's shit like that, man. Um, I'm going to miss him. So I just want to say rest in peace. HM1 Goodman, you were a solid dude. Uh, You're, you're definitely missed around the ranks. Yeah, if you um, if you had to kind of uh, summarize what you think he uh, personified as far as like a leader, like what was his style, or you know what, uh, you know what good seasoning did he put into the you know the command stew? Like, uh, you know what what would you say that uh, you know his legacy is? Saul, just a very quiet dude, but always quick with an answer when it's needed. That he was the kind of like he wasn't introverted by any means, um, but he was in in a room full of people yapping, he'd silent. But when an answer needed to be, like, brought forward, he'd always have one, like, quick. Like, Ricky Tick, like, I know the answer, and as soon as you guys shut up, I'm going to tell you. Just that quiet confidence, but yet also professionalism that he always brought to any situation he's in, whether it was medical, whether it was leadership, um, whether it was just setting the example to do the right thing. That dude, I, I, I've never seen him be wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, just quiet professionalism is absolutely what he brought. Well, that's... Um that definitely sounds like he will be missed. Absolutely. Uh, is, is there anything else you'd like to say about him? That's it, man. Um, good dude. Definitely missed. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so if, uh, if, you, if you are a motorcycle owner, uh, mm. please be cautious. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, uh, even five or six years ago while I was still active duty, uh, we were losing more Marines to uh, motorcycle accidents. It's not ex- uh, exclusive to one branch, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, every time I think about getting a motorcycle, you know, you, you hear an unfortunate story. And it uh, it sucks because I just yesterday Facebook recommended a, f- a friend to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh look who's this? And it was Paul Mauser. And you know I, I just got real solemn because he died uh, back in 2011. He was hit by a drunk driver. Mm. And I looked at the Facebook profile, and you know he hasn't you know obviously posted since then. Right. And I was like, why would why would Facebook uh, suggest this to me? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> he hasn't been able to do anything since then. So like, where did this come from? You know, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, you know, so the, you're absolutely right. Uh, for a while there, you know, when you hear about somebody, it was either, oh, suicide or combat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, training accidents, vehicle yep. accidents, um, even to the point now where, you know, that we're in our early 30s, like, you know, guys are starting to have health complications. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Stuff like that. So um, regardless of your age or your occupation, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah, take care of yourself, take care of one another, take more pictures with each other. That's my message. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely something we've talked about before, mm-hmm. the the importance of taking pictures. The guys that used to give me shit for snapping pictures of everything are the same ones who have that as their default picture 10, mm-hmm. 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we, 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 we got a ton of pictures from the smoke pit, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, if, you, if you had to say uh, what was your uh, your favorite as far as, like, because we've done a lot of pictures. We have done a lot of pictures. <laughs> if, if you could go in and go through what which ones you think you'll look back on in a few years and be like, I'm glad we took those. Oh, uh, shit. That's not right. On, okay, honestly, my favorite picture, it's not good quality, and it, uh, none of us look good in it, but it's the uh, end of season one, the live at the VFW episode we did. Yeah. That's just uh, kind of a cool memory, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was uh, the, the first time that I think I've ever done a, a live podcast or a live show, mm-hmm. and that was it was nice that the VFW hosted it, and it was nice that so many people came out to support us. Yeah, it was like a Tuesday night, and people showed up. <laughs> yeah, and it was super last minute, too. It was like, yeah. oh, hey, by the way, tomorrow, if you're free. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, so we had a good turnout. Yeah, yeah. any other ones? Um, honestly, I was looking at the very first picture we took for the very first episode <laughs> and uh, just how far we've come. That picture just makes me laugh because we're both just like staring into the camera like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I, I would say that uh, I think the one that was kind of the most endearing to me is the one that we posted this last Halloween. Uh, mm, we were yeah. both in like crusader outfits <laughs> and uh, had crowns on. Yeah. And the funny thing about that, that was not taken at Halloween. No, it was not. <laughs> no, I uh, had gotten an ad for wish.com uh, <laughs> that had these crusader outfits. I'm like, that's pretty badass. And 
So I was like, Mike, what's your size? And he was like, I don't know, I'm buff, like 2XL. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Something stupid. <laughs> like the uh, the tank top from the Tasteless Gentleman that I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. way too big. Uh, to be fair, they're super big sizes, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, and it wasn't just like the, the fact that like girth-wise, but like yeah. it also came down to your like mid-thigh. I'm a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not just that. Like I grew up in Florida, you had like the tall tees. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, that were like designed to be past your knee, even yeah. if you're regular height. <laughs> But so, yeah, we had these Crusader outfits, and we're just standing behind your bar, yeah, and somebody just took a picture for us. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, and you're like, why are we doing this? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, we'll, we'll use this one day. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then Halloween came around, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> look at us in costumes. Yeah, look, we have weird costumes. We're festive, <laughs> but not depressed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was a rough time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's another one where we were uh, flying out to San Antonio to do an event. Uh, when you and I were on Drinking Bros, mm-hmm. that's kind of surreal to think, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, you were kind of like just sitting down up against the wall, and I came <laughs> over, and I just like laid down and put my head in your lap, mm-hmm. and like I took your hand, and we were like holding hands, <laughs> and people were looking at us like, yeah. look at these weirdos. It's my stress dog. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is my therapy RP. That's right, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I travel with him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, therapeutic that's right <laughs> and he's like and you were like this is my therapy 40 that's right <laughs> and you take this on the plane <laughs> travels with me everywhere and then also um there was another one that we took in my old living room and i think you were kind of like leaning on the tripod and i kind of came over and i kind of like draped myself on you yeah like, yeah. A, like a bearskin rug <laughs> that's right yeah and i had just like an odd look on my face <laughs> as fit <if> perfectly yeah <laughs> And that was, like, the second picture I think we ever posted on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were getting uh, interviewed about something, and you just came and you just <laughs> embraced me with all your love from behind. Just lump. That's right. <laughs> no, I think what pisses me off is when I finally start getting back in shape. Yeah. And, like, now you want to take off? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, man. <laughs> You'll be the thirst trap for the show now. Yeah, I, I, I still got a while to go, but... Yeah. Uh, Particularly before I get to Mike Sensi. So if, if you want to help me with the tattoos, uh, you can <laughs> send me some money on PayPal. At, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll pay for my own thirst trap tattoos. <laughs> You've all earned it. You've all earned it. But yes, yeah, so I think those um, th- those are some of the best ones. Obviously, like I have a picture of you with two Redskins cheerleaders <laughs> at Burbas. When was that? <laughs> the Christmas Burbas. They were in like... Um, like sexy Santa Claus outfits. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, TMR was there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was up in DC with yeah. that you know that that super expensive uh, office building. <laughs> I remember that because yeah, fucking cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, Donnie O'Malley was there. The Redskins cheerleaders were there. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jack Mandeville was there. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a good time. And uh, I remember we had this picture with like uniform humor and angry cops and TMR and yeah, yeah. TV. And, like, this was, like, the equivalent of, like, the break the internet picture that, like, all the yeah. celebs did at the yeah. Oscars. Yeah, that's true. And we were super excited about it. Like, oh, look, all these people, all these influencers in the veteran space. And we posted it, and it was, like, three likes. Yeah, exactly. Like, all nobody th- cared. Me and you and one other person. Like, not even everyone tagged in the picture <laughs> liked it. I remember that, yeah. It, I was solidly disappointed. <laughs> so was I. I was like, man, like, yeah. how cool is it that, you know, you get to see all these people that you follow yeah, yeah. and meet them in person and share stories <laughs> yeah. and nobody cared. Nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> no, you got a, you got like 10 times more response uh, on your post about when you uh, made your announcement <laughs> than we did on that picture. Yeah, no, Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's maybe just because we've grown enough that people care now? I hope. I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> fucking put our heart and soul in this fucking show. Level of indifference that was disheartening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were still early off, so we weren't uh, on anybody's radar yet. But now, ever since then, pretty much everybody in that picture has been on the show or incorporated with it in some way. So, Yeah, it's it's honestly been very humbling to mm-hmm. um, to read the reviews. And like even today, like I picked up uh, the... The, the the stuff from the the PO box for, yeah. for the fan mail and there's a ton of stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, that's always cool. Yeah, I know it's kind of disheartening that you feel obligated to like wear the clothes that people send you <laughs> and like post a selfie. No, I I think it's always nice when people send us free swag, but uh, yeah, so I will say sometimes I'm not gonna name some stuff, but it's just like stuff I wouldn't use or pose with. Yeah, but uh, yeah, most of the time it's pretty home run shit. So. Uh, yeah, our listeners are very creative. Yeah, uh, Tiffany Hart sent us um, uh, button-down shirts that are like white with like American flags, like little like polo yeah, symbols. Yeah. You know, from, that looks from pretty her clothing cool. Nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear that. Who, who wouldn't want to wear that? Yeah, the the only thing that's concerning about that is it is very white, and I'm just wondering how long before there's wing sauce on it. Oh, like by the end of today, for sure. You haven't even worn it yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll there's, just dip it in wing sauce. There's wing sauce on the counter where you set the box. <laughs> like. 
apartment's covered in wing sauce. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> spicy. Very spicy. <laughs> so if you um uh if you'd like to take us out, um, you know, what are your what are your final thoughts for the audience? So many fucking <laughs> final thoughts. Uh no, be well, be smart, take care of each other. If you can smell it before you hit her belly button, cancel the show. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> well, uh, Mike, it has been an honor and a pleasure uh, sharing the studio with you. Yeah, bro. I, I appreciate all the things that you've uh, you've said over the years, all the inspiration that you've offered, all the comic relief that you have provided. Mm. Uh, best wishes, um, as the Navy says, uh, fair winds and following seas. Crushed it. Good shit. Did I get that right? You did. I kind of blacked out there for a second. No, you did. It was very sailor of you. Yeah, um, which I, I try to say that to, to everybody, even if it's like at the the drive through with checkers. They're like, <laughs> do you want your receipt? I'm like, fair winds and following seas. And they're just like, who yeah? <laughs> they're like, who yeah? I'm like, oh shit, you work at checkers after the Navy. Bike stand, retire. <laughs> Yeah, so are, are you ready for one last buy? Yeah, man. it's uh, It'll be emotional, but I think you can get it out. <clears throat> you ready? All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. This, this has been my week. Are you ready for this? So as some of you or all of you may know, I'm doing a sober cake lately. So I am 12 days sober. Not a, not a drop of alcohol or a touch of tobacco in 12 days. And... Pretty much what that means is I have nothing to do. Uh, so Tuesday night of this week, I am laying in bed, scrolling through my various social media feeds, as I'm one to do, and I come across, so I, on Facebook, I'm a part of a group called the First Class Mess. It's like all first class petty officers, and pretty much it's just like, it's a group of very, like, very disgruntled, very salty first classes who uh, like to... Either pass. There's some good word on there. Um, there's also just a, it's a big rose fest for pretty much anything they see fit because they're all very disgruntled. So obviously I'm a part of that group. And um, one of the uh, posts uh, on this Tuesday night was uh, Sailor earns Nam for assisting drunken shipmate. And whoever posted said, "What's everybody's thoughts on this?" Hence from the official Navy website, right? And so like, okay, probably. Um, Probably somebody did the right thing and got a name for it, and all these first classes are going to tear him to shreds because, like, oh, I had to kill a man to get a name kind of thing. So I'm like, I, I, I honestly felt like just going past it first, but then I decided to stop and read it. This is the official article. This is the official, I'm going to read it line by line, um, from the Navy website. And this is dated back to November, th- uh, November 20th, 2019. Headline says, Bonham Richard Sailor earns name for assisting drunken shipmate. Okay, easy enough. The article reads as such. San Diego. Setting. San Diego. Air Traffic Controller 3rd Class, Elise J. Avacito, assigned to the amphibious assault ship USS Bonham Richard, received a Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal November 8, 2019, for turning over a sailor who was underage drinking. Quote, I feel great knowing that I helped my command, and hopefully the sailor, by turning them over to the authorities took a lot of courage to turn someone over who I knew needed assistance. Although this could strain our friendship, I also love the fact that I received an award that will help me promote for it. <sighs> it goes on to say, Captain Rich LeBron, commanding officer of the Bonham Richard, said it is important that sailors follow Abacito's lead by helping their shipmates who are underage drinking. Quote, we need more sailors to take initiative and step up to the leadership responsibilities. Avocito is a prime example of a sailor who rose to the occasion and helped their shipmates. There is a negative stigma given to personnel who do what Avocito did. Turning over a drunken shipmate to proper authorities is not, quote, snitching. It's heroism at its finest. And then the article pretty much goes, goes on to say, like, if you need help, here's the programs, blah, blah, blah. But I just want to take that pretty much the first paragraph, and uh, yeah, that is a that is a real article uh, posted on the Navy.mil website. Essentially, not only like giving an award, but promotion points and advertising being a Blue Falcon. So 
I don't know if this is the first time you've heard it or if you've heard, you've heard this whole story before or whatever, but I was irate. I was like, how could the Navy, with all its problems we have going on, do this in the way that they've done it? Like, not only, okay, you want to reward somebody for doing for snitching? Cool. I get it. Whatever you want to do to push your agenda. But then to promote it and say, hey, look, put it, the idea in other people's heads, like, hey, not give people help by helping them and being a good person, but you'll get rewarded for it by snitching on them and being a terrible person. So, yeah, I, I pretty much lost my cool. I lost my mind. I sent it to everybody I know, and, and then the next day I didn't have work because I don't do anything. And then so I went further into it. I sent uh, other meme pages. I sent it to all my buddies. I was like, uh, okay, like what is going on here? Like, has anybody heard this story? And it started it started blowing up again. And then I guess on her official Facebook page, she was like, hey. Um, she made like a statement like, Hey, a lot of people are talking about my article. I just want everybody to know I was misquoted. I didn't say those things. That's not even what happened. Like don't read everything or don't believe everything you read kind of thing, which my instinct, because I'm just a bad person is like, she's lying. She's trying to cover her ass cause she's looks like a cunt. Like this whole stuff. Like I was like, whatever, fuck that. She's a blue Falcon. She fucking turned over this kid who probably wasn't doing anything. Yada, yada. But then I cooled off for a second. I was like, look, um, the Navy is still still has a media, and the media is like the most corrupt thing in the world. So, um, and so is the the government and the DoD. So, uh, I was like, maybe maybe not be so harsh with my judgment at first. Then I was like, look, I need to find this person. I need to ask her myself what happened, what's going on. So I um, I did my uh, online detective work, and I found her personal profile uh, on Instagram, and I was like, okay. Um, I I wanted to phrase it and be like, hey, what did you do? Because I was still mad. But I, so I, I DM'd her pretty much and was like, hey, I know you're probably getting blown up um, with a lot of messages and stuff lately, but I just want to know what happened. And um, she was nice enough to not only tell me, but agreed to do a um, an interview with me. So here she is right now. All right, everybody say hello. How do you say your name again? It's Alizé. Okay. Okay, so, okay, Alizé. Alright, so Alizé, so I pretty much just did everything and talked about how I, I found the article and how upset I was and blah, 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 and how you said that you were misquoted. So tell everybody who's listening exactly what actually happened that night. Okay, so what had happened is I had gone to a comedy bar um, with some family, and once we were leaving, there was this gentleman in the bar, intoxicated, the bartender is telling him, like, hey, you can't be in here. Like, you're way too drunk. You need to get out. But the kid is like, no, he's not listening to him. Nothing. And I can tell that the dude's in the military just by looking at him. Right. So I kind of step back to see how it's going to pan out. And the bartender's like, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to call cops. And the kid's still not, not responding to him, not listening to him. And so the bartender goes to grab the phone. And at this point... Me being in the Navy, I'm like, oh, we do not want to deal with cops. Like, that's the last thing we want to do. Right. So I go up to him. I'm like, hey, like, let's let's step outside. Let's talk. Let's, like, where your friends are or whatever. And he was like, okay, okay. So he walks out with me. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm, I'm Alizé. I introduced myself. Like, and I was like, where are your friends? Like, he was about to call the cops on you. And I know you don't want those problems. And then at this point... The kid was like, my friends left me. I can't find anybody. I'm like, okay, like, where are you stationed? He was like, oh, I'm on 32nd Street. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on North Island, but I still know where 32nd Street is. Right. So I'm like, um, let me just get you back there safely. Like, I'm parked over here. Like, let's just go. So he's like, okay. So I get him in the car. We're driving to 32nd Street. He's, like, mumbling and talking. Like, they're not really talking. We get to 32nd Street, um, we go through the gate, he gives me his ID, I hand it back to him, and literally seconds after, he just passes out. Right. Like, passes out. So I'm like, shit. So I go, and I park, um, and I'm trying to wake him up, and he's not waking up. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I start to panic a little bit, I'm still trying to shake him, wake him up. At this time, it's been like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just like, you know what? I need to get somebody. I'm obviously trying to avoid him getting in trouble. Right. So I go up to the MAs that are at the gate, 
like for the boat that I was taking him to. And they come over. I was like, hey, um, I have this sailor, long night. Um, I just need to get him. I just need somebody to get him back to his rack safely. So they come to the car and they start doing like the circular chest compression. Yeah. And he's not waking up. Damn. He's not waking up. So they call um, like two more MAs and they're starting, they're like rotating, doing the circular thing. We're trying to talk to him. They're like, Where, where's his ID? Where's his ID? I was like, I, we just came through the gate and I handed it back to him and he passed out. I was like, so I have no idea. Like, I, they're like, do you know his name? Anything? I'm like, no, I know nothing about this kid. Like, I just met him. I'm trying to get him back here safely. So after they are doing the chest compressions and he's not waking up, they have to call for that, like, more backup. Right, yeah, yeah. At that point, um, they, they had, like, three or four people move him, and the medics had to come. They dismissed me, and that was that. Right. So, I had, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, was, I, I had no idea that he was underage because, like I mentioned, I he was in the comedy bar. Like, mm. that's where it had all started. Right. So it wasn't until, like, they reached out to me that they were like, he was an underage sailor. He was extremely, like, so it was a big <laughs> shock. Yeah, no, I bet. Well, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, you know, Good on you for doing the the actual right thing, uh, not uh, what the original article indicated. But I mean, that's just looking at, that's just looking out for your shipmates, and I think that's fucking awesome. So good on you for that. So at uh, at what point did you hear about like an award happening, and how did that come about? So I had actually gotten reached out by um, I want to say it was the master chief of the MAs on mm-hmm. the BHR, yeah, and he was like, "Hey, um, can I get your CO's number?" And I was like, what? So I actually messaged my chief and I was like, hey, chief, I have this master chief asking for the CEO's number. Like, I don't really want to just jump to. And so it, my chief actually, my chief and that chief, master chief ended up communicating. And then maybe like four, five days later, they're like, so that CEO wants to give you a NAM. Hmm. And I was just like, whoa. Because I, I was already getting out. Like, I literally started terminal november 13th or 14th and this all happened like earlier so i was like oh like oh okay yeah so you you weren't exactly worried about promoting or anything were you yeah no i was already (laughs) getting out like no i didn't even take the advancement exam like no no promotion whatsoever yeah that's so wild so um yeah so obviously you get the name for actually doing the right thing which is nice um but then you said you were getting out of our terminal so when did um when were you made aware of the original article the one that painted you in such a poor light um the day that everybody started posting about it yeah so earlier this week like I, yeah i had no idea about the article that's so whatsoever. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying when I was introducing you, like I, I talked to you and just like it, none of it really made sense. The article didn't make sense. Kind of like your kind of like first announcement of like I was misquoted didn't make sense. So, um, ever, since then, I haven't said it on the show yet. Since then, the Navy has changed the article to actually match what she has said. And you actually uh, messaged some of the MCs, the people who wrote the article. Have you heard anything else since I last talked to you? Um, no, everything has been pretty much what I relate to you. The MCs tried to clarify as much as they could. They did change it to the original one that was on DVIDs, I want to say is how they say it. Right. And then that was, that's kind of been that. That's so fun. I don't know. The whole thing's frustrating because, like, first off, I just want to say, like, um, like I'm sorry for all the hate you seem to have gotten because of the original article. But, I mean, you even joked about it. You're like, yeah, I, I would hate me, too. Like, it, ma- it painted you in such a poor light, even though you did the right thing. So that's just that annoys me more than anything. And then also, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it would be. And then also, like, I don't know. Have you gotten any, like, crazy messages or anything? Um, I've had people been telling me, like, kill myself, like, watch my back, I'm a blue falcon, like, don't trust her. I'm pretty much everything from A to Z, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, 
as you, I mean, you know more than anybody, like our, the military community as close knit as we are can also be a bunch of savages when we feel like we've been wrong. So, yeah. So, so it was was super, super understandable. It was just such a headache. Yeah. Like I said, if, if I would have seen it, I would have been like, well, what the fuck do, but it was, it was just so much and it was just so overwhelming because there were so many people believing such a fake article yeah. But I do understand how close-knit the military is. Like, I, I got it. I understood. Like, everybody was definitely having the right intentions. Yeah. But for a totally fake scenario. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm almost at a loss for words because it's like you read the original article and you're like, wow, this person doesn't care at all. And then you talk to the person and then you're like, yeah, I did the right thing and I never said any of that nonsense. And then the Navy is pressured to change the article that they themselves released to match her story. So if you look on DVIDs right now, her story matches what she said now, which is, of course, deserving of a name or at least a Bravo Zulu of some kind. Like, she did the right thing. At no point did she, like, say anything about, like, oh, I, I can't wait to promote, and, like, it's going to strain our friendship. Like you said, you didn't even know this person. Like, I don't know. It just, it's 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 crazy that the Navy will push its own narrative no matter who it hurts, uh, even even though sailors are still doing the right thing. So, no, I, I, I appreciate you talking to me, and I appreciate you, you know, doing what you did for that, for that sailor. So I'm sorry you're getting all the hate, but hopefully uh, the more people that come forward. I know Angry Cops kind of clarified on his video, and a couple other meme pages have since told the real story and stuff. So hopefully this not only clears your name, but gives you some peace for doing the right fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. So you're out now? You're having fun? You're living the free life? Oh, yes. Living the best civilian life possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Literally somebody doing the right thing, getting rewarded for it in the right way, still looks bad because of the media and the Navy, and it's fucking... I don't know. I don't know. It's... The whole thing's just upsetting. Um, Like I said a bunch of times, the Navy has retracted the article that had been out since November, and then posted the actual story with everything she just said. Um, I'm not sure they're just trying to pull a fast one and say, Hey, be a blue Falcon as much as you can. You'll get reward for it. And thought nobody would say anything about it, but I don't know. I don't want to think about this whole thing. It's all very upsetting. I'm glad at the end of the day, we don't have, um, people in our Navy, uh, being rewarded for such fucking nonsense as fucking ratting on one another. And, um, but I don't know, there's fuckery all around, but I wanted to bring that story to your guys' attention to let you know, don't believe everything you read, don't believe everything you say, or, or you hear, rather, um, trust your gut, fucking, uh, just take care of one another. All right, that's enough for me. I'll see you later.